Amen. Glory to God. So this morning we're talking about baptism. And let's turn to Matthew 28, 19. And I want to talk about why be baptized. Why be baptized? I know, you know, all my life I knew that we were supposed to be baptized. You'd always, I'd heard about being baptized. But it wasn't really till I became a pastor and preached a message on being baptized that I really fully started to understand it. And I'll say started to understand it because I don't believe that I, I know everything that God knows about baptism. I'm still learning too. But here's one of the things. When I got into it and I, I preached a message on baptism, I started to see, man, this thing, I knew that baptism always touched my heart. There's something special in it. You'll be moved by that today too as people get baptized. I mean, it just makes my heart leap. It made it jump. You know, I knew there was something special about it, but I didn't fully understand it. I didn't really realize it. So I want to look at today right off the bat, why be baptized? And I'm going to read this out of the New Living. This is Matthew 28, 19 uh, and 20 in the New Living Translation. Now, this is Jesus talking to his believers. And we'll put it up here. It says, therefore, go. Therefore, go. So if you're a believer, he says, he just got through talking about, you know, the things that were done. And then he says this, therefore, go. Earlier, I think somebody said it. They said, we're not just called to come to Jesus. We are also told to go for Jesus. You, you know, a part of, has anybody ever had an issue with the church? I mean, just be honest. If you've ever had a problem with the church in America, will you raise your hand? And look around. It's pretty much everybody. You know, a lot of times that's held us back. At one point in my life, I had a very uh, painful experience with church. And I'm telling you, uh, I saw the hypocrisy in church. And for years, that hypocrisy held me out of church until someone basically told me that never was I supposed to let the wrong of somebody else empower me to do wrong. You're never going to find that in the Bible. And he was basically saying, you're let somebody's mistake now cause you to make one. And I began to realize that my not going to church because somebody else did wrong was just as wrong. And not only that, but me not being there meant that I was, put that verse back up, it, by me not going to church and forsaking the assembling of the saints meant that I was not going. I wasn't going. And that's incorrect. I was wrong. A lot of people, a lot of people today don't go to church on a regular basis when they're supposed to be going. They'll say, I'm going to heaven, but they don't follow what he says. 
And the word talks about many, many will say, Lord, Lord, and he'll say, depart from me, I never knew you. All those people that he's talking about, they think they're going to heaven. But he says, you are not listening to what I say. And so there's a lot of people that say that they're going to heaven, but they haven't listened to one of the main commands to go and also to go to church. It says uh, in Hebrews 10.25, do not forsake the assembling together of the saints. In other words, be there. And so if we don't follow what he says, is he truly the Lord of our lives? No. And you know what? The problems that we've had with the church, we're actually a part of that problem if we're not. Because the love and the support and the resources that are supposed to be there, we all play a part in the overall body of Christ. And so what we want to do is make sure that we move towards obedience. That we don't become a part of the problem. But you know what? There's some people in church that all they do... It, at first, it's okay. You come into a body of believers and all of a sudden you come into a place and... and and you're there. Praise God, you're there, right? So sometimes we need to walk back into church after the first time in a while, and we just need to let the Word of God start to get in us and, and kind of fix us, right? That's, that's good. Oh, man, that's awesome. But at some point, that fixing and mending is an empowerment to go. And so there's a lot of people that have come to church on a regular, I mean, religiously. They've checked the box of church, but they're still really not going. They're not contributing. They're not helping. They're not changing. Every morning, every day that we come into a service and this word is preached, we should see change in our lives. We should be the, the quickest people to change to God's things. I mean, it ought to be constant and big and just always increasing and growing. How many of us, you don't have to raise your hand, but how many of us have ever been guilty of that? Everybody. So, but now's not the time. The word says now, if we've been found in that place and we've been guilty of that, it says now there is now therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. In other words, we don't carry the punishment and the weight of the, you know, condemnation is how, you know, another word to say it is damnation, right? We're not, we're not receiving the damnation of Christ. We're receiving that, all right, Lord, I may have been that, but I, I, here's what needs to happen. I humble myself to you and you are now going to empower me to live a different way. And before we go any further, this has been on my heart all morning. Go to John 3, 16. I know this is a new verse that y'all have never heard of before. John 3, 16. Yes, thank you, George. Go ahead and pass those out. They're going to pass out the handout so you have all the notes there. While you're turning to John 3.16. On the back is the 
the notes. If you go, you'll notice on the back at the top it says boomerangchurch.org slash notes. If you have a tablet or a phone, you can go there and you can see all the notes listed out uh, at any time. We, put those, we try to put those up for every service unless the Holy Spirit uh, invades and we don't get to the notes I had prepared. Then they might not be there. So John 3.16, let's look at this. It says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. In other words, all we need to do, you may have grown up on the wrong side of the tracks. You may have had so much stuff happen to you that's wrong, that's bad. You may have started off uh, behind the eight ball. I mean, you may have been, and you may have had bad stuff happen to you. But if we will simply believe on him, no matter who you are or where you've come from, you can have the eternal life of God. One of the most important verses I believe is in the Bible is John 3.16 and the verse that follows right after it, verse 17. Verse 17 says this. I want you to take this to heart for you right now. For God did not, this, this is Jesus talking, God did not send the Son into the world to judge the world. Say it right now, say, God didn't send Jesus to judge me. But that the world might be saved through him. God didn't come to tell you how bad you were. How bad we were was already a done deal. He knew that, you know that. Where we've missed it. The devil will make you aware of it, right? He didn't come to point out how bad you are, how much you missed it. He came to save you and to help us. And not only that, but he came to save us and help us when we were a mess. I mean, when we were a mess. It didn't come. It didn't, he didn't say, all right, David, get all your stuff right. And when you get it all right, now I'll come and save you. That's not what he said. In Romans chapter 5, it says, while you were sinners, he died. While you were helpless, you couldn't help yourself. While you were enemies, he gave himself and died. Not when you had it all right. But he didn't come to point out how bad you were, the sinner, the helpless. That's good news because it's like I couldn't help myself and he came anyway. It's not to point out where you were at. It's to point out just how much he loves you. Amen. It's not to point out, ah, oh, you missed this, you missed it. Do you realize if, if God did that, it would probably take us longer than our life on earth for him to point out how many times we missed it while we were on earth? I mean, it'd take a while. Because we've missed it so much. That's obvious. The issue is that even while we were like that, oh man, did he love us. Did he love us. 
And our job is not to stay in the lower place. But he says, look, not only over in uh, Peter, I believe it's 2 Peter. This is amazing what it says. He didn't want you just to be, okay, now I'm, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. We were sinners saved by grace. That's biblical. But then he made you the righteousness of God in Christ. And God said when he raised you up, he, he wanted you not just to be that. I want you to see something. Come here. Just stay there, David, and, but be ready to come. So he said, look, you were in a place that was down. He said, but now I want to give you a hand up. I want to grab a hold of you and not let go. And when I pull you up, you're not going to be the same ever again. You're going to be like me. And Peter, he says, he'll take us. We'll become, spread your arms out a little bit. We'll become like him. He'll start to clean us up, dust us off. He makes us completely new again. He'll strengthen us. He'll support us. He'll make us strong. He'll chip off. We are his craftsmanship and his workmanship. We are his masterpiece. And then over in Peter, it says this. Over in Peter, it says that you get to become a partaker of the divine nature of God. That means God takes a part of who he is and he says, now I want you to be like me. I'm not, I'm not holding you back. You get to be like me and linked up with me. You're not just an old dirty sinner anymore. That's who you were. But now you are a child of God. You are an inheritor of the things of God. I'm not leaving you old, beat up, dusty and broken. No, I'm fixing you. But you've got to give yourself to that process. All right, Lord, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to humble myself to you. And all of a sudden, God will say, and I will raise you up. I'll raise you up. So yeah, we might have been a mess. We might have had a bunch of stuff wrong. But God's not leaving us there. The only people that stay there are the ones who don't turn to him humbly. They're the only ones who stay there. Why be baptized? Matthew 28, 19 through 20 says, Therefore, go... Man, if I preach that long for every two words we read, we're going to be here a while. So praise God, that's going to hurry up. Amen. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. This is a command. In, in most people's Bibles, it's read, meaning that Jesus speak, speaks it. He spoke it. Therefore, go and make disciples. This is the responsibility of every believer every person that's in his kingdom, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So the first reason for having a baptism and baptizing people is this. It's because Jesus told us to. 
If I preach nothing else, we ought to be baptizing. That's enough for us to start baptizing today because he told us to. Not only that, but look at Mark chapter 1 and verse 9. It says, one day Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and John baptized him in the Jordan River. So the second reason for a baptism is that we are con continuing to follow the example of Jesus. Paul said this in the Bible. He said, follow me as I follow Christ. Follow me as I follow Christ. Follow me as I follow Christ. So our job is to continually follow him. Follow Christ. Follow Christ. Did Christ get baptized? Then we should be baptized. All right. Next thing is Acts 8, 12. But now the people believed Philip's message of good news concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ. As a result of their belief, as a result, many men and women were baptized. Baptism demonstrates that I really am a believer. That I really am a believer. It demonstrates this. It shows, hey, I really am. I, hey, world, world, I'm a believer. I trust Jesus. He's my Lord. He's my Savior. I'm not hiding in a closet. It's telling the world, look, I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe. Because the Word says when we get born again that we are to confess Jesus as Lord. Now, there's an importance in our speaking. But part of that confession, too, is letting other people know that we are a believer. Acts 18.8. Many others... In Corinth also heard Paul, became believers, and were baptized. Acts 10, 44 through 48. Even as Peter was saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who were listening to the message. The Jewish believers who came with Peter were amazed that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles too. Now, what were they amazed at? We talked about this verse earlier this week. They were amazed. They're like, these are not the chosen people of God. But they believed in their heart and God blessed them with the gift of the Holy Ghost. These guys have been saved. He says, for they heard them speaking in other tongues and praising God. They were not only saved, but filled with the Holy Ghost all in one moment. And Peter asked, can anyone object? to their being baptized now that they have received the Holy Spirit just as we did. So he gave orders for them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. In other words, as soon as Peter recognized that they had the Holy Ghost, that meant you can't have the Holy Ghost until you get saved. You can't be filled and speaking with other tongues until you're saved. And you can't be saved without the Holy Spirit coming as that first gift of life. And it, what was the first thing Peter said as soon as he recognized they were born again? They need to be baptized. They need to be baptized. You can see in the gospel accounts, in the biblical accounts, as soon as people became believers, they were baptized. And so we follow that example. It demonstrates, hey, I'm a believer. If I'm a believer, I should be baptized. Right now, you know, if in your heart, 
Right now, the Lord, I believe, is already working on some people. Maybe you haven't been baptized, or maybe you were even baptized as a child. But as an adult, you've, you know, you've had one those moments where you messed up. And it's like, I need to recommit today. And I need to be baptized. If the Lord's dealing with your heart on that, you just it doesn't matter if you brought clothes or not. We got clothes for you. If that pops up to you, then... You just let us know when it comes time, okay? Let the Holy Spirit lead you in that. Just humble your heart to it. Baptism is a symbol that I'm putting to death the old sinful way and raising up a new person. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and a new life has become, become, begun. So now what happens is this, all right? When you're baptized and you go under that water, right? And you are immersed under that water. All of a sudden, what's happening? You're saying the old me, the old messed up version of me, I'm putting that old, old me, I'm putting all that mess to death. But I'm coming up out of this water in faith, just like I'm coming up out of that death today, and I am a new person. I have a new life. A new life has become in me today. It's begun. It's begun. Everything from this day forward is different. Baptism is a statement. Devil, your time in my life is over. And my time with Jesus, my time with Jesus begins today. Amen. This is one of my favorites. Turn to 1 Peter 3, 18 through 21. Man, when I saw this, this is one of the biggest pieces of baptism to me. I love this. I love this. Baptism shows a humble true and right attitude and heart that I needed God. Whether you realize it or not, we need Jesus. We need God. We need Him. We need Him. Listen, if you didn't have Him, the Word says this, every good and perfect gift comes from above. All right, so let me just add, this is going to be really simple. Would you say that your breathing is a good thing? Is that good? Well, that's a good gift, right? Who did it come from? From God. Imagine if you didn't have that good gift of God right now. Now can you see you need Him? <laughs> Because he could zap the air off of this earth just like that if he wanted to. But it's his grace and his mercy. Even enemies, even people that are still his enemies and against him, he's letting them live and breathe and make choices. They need God. We need God. We need him. Now, breath is just one example, but we need God. We need him in our lives. Look at this verse here. All right. It says, for Christ also died for sins once for all. He was the just who died for 
the unjust so that he might bring us to God. Having been put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit. He died to take us to the Father, to the goodness of the Father. Verse 19, in which also he went and made a proclamation to the spirits now in prison. He's talking about people that had died before then. Who once were disobedient when the patience of God kept waiting in the days of Noah during the construction of the ark. In which a few, that is eight persons, were brought safely through the water. Now I want you to see the parallel here. The people that came through the water were saved. The people in Noah's day who came through the water on the ark. The ark was a type of God's salvation. And everyone who humbled themselves to get on that ark was saved. Let me tell you something. God doesn't always preach to us for a hundred years, but Noah preached for a hundred years. He warned the earth and not one of them accepted it, only his family. I mean, under our standards, probably the, the, the worst preacher ever, if you're counting numbers. But it wasn't him. It was the humility of the people receiving the message. But everyone who heard and believed was saved. And the ones that came through the water. Now today in baptism, this is representative of I'm coming through the water. The, the life-giving water, the flow of God. I'm coming through the flow and the love of, of God. And when I do that, I will be saved as well. Look at this last verse, verse 21. Corresponding to that, baptism now saves you. Not from the removal of dirt from the flesh, but it's talking about baptism, but... An appeal for, to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. In other words, when we get baptized, here's what we're doing. When we get baptized, I'm going to step up here so everybody can see. When we get baptized, here's what we're doing. Lord, I need you. I can't do this by myself. I can't live life right. I need your saving. I'm making my appeal in baptism, going through the water. I'm making my appeal to you. I can't do this without you. And here's the promise of God. We know that when we hit a place of humility, a place of believing on him and trusting on him, in humility, grace is given. All of a sudden, the power to wash us and make new. You want to walk through this life? All of us, all of us have probably tried to do good things and then we've come up short. You know, even if we've been born again, we've tried, I'm trying to do this. But many of us, what we're trying to do is we're trying to do those good things 
things on our own power. And what we need to do is not try to do it our way, but let's do it God's way. And God's way is like this. He's just saying, look, you don't realize that without me, you're not bringing much to the table. But I'm here for you. And if you will just say, humble yourself and not be prideful. Say, Lord, I need you. I humble myself to you. I'm making my appeal to you. I need you. I want you. And all of a sudden you'll find that you will have him. Baptism says, Lord, I'm going to do things your way. I need to do things your way. Not my way, your way. I need you, Lord. I need you. When we baptize, we baptize by immersion. One of the things that you see in the word is that even when Jesus was baptized, it shows us that when he came up out of the water, in other words, he was in the water and he came up out of the water. That's when the Holy Spirit came down. And you see that uh, in every case, but not only that, so it looks that way in every case in baptism. You see where they came up out of the water. That means they had to be fully in the water. But even more than that, the word itself, baptize, in the original language, it didn't mean just to get wet. It meant, the word literally means to fully immerse. That means water touches every square inch of the body. So that's why we immerse. Because here's the thing, you ask this kind of question. If we're looking, if this is a symbol of how clean we are, do you want the love of God to touch all of your body or every piece of it? Every bit of it. We need every piece of ourselves completely touched by the life-giving water of God. We need it. In Matthew 3... Verse 14 and 15, it says this. Baptism is to fulfill all righteousness. In other words, to do everything right. John the Baptist tried to prevent Jesus saying, I need to be baptized by you. And you come to me? Do you come to me? Verse 15, but Jesus answering him said, Permit it at this time, for in this way it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. And then John permitted him. I want you to see something here. Is Jesus, does he have anything wrong with him at this moment? He's got no sin in his life. And yet he says, permit it that we may fulfill all righteousness. That you and I may fulfill all righteousness. In other words, even though Jesus hadn't messed up, he was saying, look, there is a peace that needs to be done. This is right in the eyes of God. Baptism in our lives helps us to fulfill everything that God wants and has planned for us. I want you to see this, the last point is that baptism raises us completely righteous. We raised up, we are raised up completely righteous and completely restored. In Romans chapter 4, I'm just going to tell you, uh, basically he's talking about faith. And then he says this in verse 25, Jesus was handed over to die because of our sins and he was raised to life 
to make us right with God. And what I want you to see is this picture. I could go into more scripture, but I'm just going to tell you what that verse means in my way of telling you. When Jesus went down to the grave, he was already sinless, but he took on our sins. He could not be raised back to life until our sin was completely obliterated. Until our sin was obliterated, he had to stay there. Now, I want you to think about what that means for you. Everything that you've ever had in your life that was sin and a transgression, if it was not completely wiped out, Jesus would still be in that grave. But he's not. And he paid the price for us to come up out of that grave. But not only that, to raise us up. In other words, we were dead in our transgressions and our sins. But when Jesus came up out of that grave, when God brought him up out of that grave, he raised us up too. In Ephesians chapter 2, it says that he raised us up and seated us in heavenly places with him. He made us so right that we can sit with Him spiritually in heavenly places with God. He made us so right that there is no sin left on your account. He's completely wiped it out. Over in 2 Corinthians 5, it says that He made the world righteous. The world righteous. The world not just Christians, the world. So now what is God waiting on? He's, all God is waiting on is for the world to receive what he's done. That's it because he's already done it. And when he raised up Jesus back to life, he could not do that until you were completely washed. Completely washed. That means all of the pressure and all of the weight that the devil tries to put on you and bring judgment. Remember, Jesus didn't come to judge, but to save. That's the devil. And right now, when you start to learn this, all of a sudden you start to realize, man, I ain't got to listen to the devil telling me how bad I am anymore. And once you've received Christ, I'm made a new creation. That doesn't mean that we should keep on sinning. God forbid that. But what we should recognize is that I'm a new person and now I need to live out that new person. God's empowered me to walk a different way. And as I draw on him, I can do exactly that. Let's turn to 2 Corinthians 5, 17, 21. This is what I was telling you. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. Anyone who belongs to Christ. Wouldn't it be nice to belong to Christ and have a fresh start, be made new? Even if you've done that before, you can restart that fresh start today. Anyone that belongs to Christ has become a new person. Will you come back to God now? The old life is gone. A new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God. Who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us now the task 
of reconciling people to him. In other words, he's given us the task of telling people God's made you right. He's made you right. He's made you right. He's given us that task of telling other people. God's not holding it against you anymore. He's not here to judge but to save. Yeah, if he judged, you may find out that I'm still, I've been missing it. But he's not here to point that out to everybody. He's here to say no matter where you've missed it, I've made you right. That's our job now as believers. Is That's our task. That's our ministry. He's given us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. In other words, he made the world right. Not just Christians, the world. That means whoever may be hearing this message today, God has made you right with him. You, not, you might not be walking that out yet, but you can simply by opening up your heart in humility and saying, Lord, I need you. He's no longer, he's reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. Oh, man. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead. Come back to God. God's not holding it against you. He's not trying to judge you. There's a lot of people, even in the church, that say that and that God's mad at you. He's not. Even when he declared Christ, he said, peace on earth, goodwill towards men. This is how Christ was announced by the throne room. Peace on earth, goodwill towards men. God has made you right with them. Will you receive his making of you right? We appeal, come back to God. Will you come back to God today? For God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. In other words, he gave Jesus as an offering for us. Do you realize he paid something for you? The most precious thing that ever was, the life of his son, who did no wrong. He paid for you because he saw you as that valuable. He chose you. Will you come back today? Now, if you're going to get baptized today, uh, we'll give you this opportunity to go ahead and, and go get changed. Or if you know that you'd like to get baptized today, go see George right back there. Raise your hand, George. If you'd like to get back, even if you didn't prepare, we have clothes for you. You can go get changed and then come back in. If you're already ready, then just sit still. Let's look at one last passage. Acts chapter 8. And verse 26. Such a great story. He says, as for Philip, verse 26, Acts 8, 26. As for Philip, listen, listen to this here. An angel of the Lord said to him, go south down the desert road that runs to Jerusalem from Gaza 
So he started out and he met the treasurer of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under the Kandake, the queen of Ethiopia. The eunuch has gone to Jerusalem to worship. And he was now returning, the eunuch was now returning, seated in his carriage, and he was reading aloud from the book of the prophet Isaiah. So here's the eunuch. He had gone to Jerusalem to worship. Now he's been there. He's returning back home. The Holy Spirit tells Philip, go down that road. The Holy Spirit leads Philip down that road and all of a sudden Philip comes upon this eunuch, this leader of Ethiopia. And all of a sudden, the, the eunuch is sitting there reading the book of Isaiah. The Holy Spirit said to Philip, go over and walk along beside that carriage. Now listen, I want you to understand. I believe you're sitting here this morning by the leading of the Holy Spirit. I'm giving you this message by the same helper who was sent to help us, the Holy Spirit. There's a reason you're hearing this message today. He's helping you the same way he was helping Philip and the eunuch. Philip ran over and heard the man reading from the prophet Isaiah. Philip asked, do you understand what you're reading? The man replied, how can I unless someone instructs me? And he urged Philip to come up into the carriage and sit with him. The passage of scripture he had been reading was this. It was talking about Jesus. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter. And as a lamb is silent before the shears, he did not open his mouth. He was humiliated and received no justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, tell me, was the prophet talking about himself or someone else? So beginning with the same scripture, Philip told him the good news about Jesus. What did he tell him? He told him the same thing that I'm telling you this morning. Jesus didn't come to judge you. He came to save you. Jesus came to a people that couldn't help themselves and that was in a mess. They were in a mess. They, they had no help. There was no help for us. Look, Jesus could have stayed in heaven and not died. But he said, my people are worth it. And you're going to be my people. For the ones that will receive me, you'll be my people. My people are worth it. I love you. I love you. I love you. Philip told him, he's not holding your sins against you anymore. He's not holding the sins against the world. He's made the world right for as many that would receive him. What do you think happened in the heart of the eunuch? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. As the, as the eunuch heard the word of God, faith started to rise up in him. 
And all of a sudden, just like this morning, as you're hearing this, faith starts to rise up in you to receive Christ. Even if you've received Christ before, doesn't faith start to rise up in you to live this life better for Him, to go after Him, to receive His love and not just sit there, but to go, to come to Him first and then go. There's something that's happening on the inside of you as you've opened up your heart to hear this message. It's the same thing that happened to this eunuch. And right here he says this. They wrote along in verse 36. Philip had told them about the good news, the gospel about Jesus. Verse 36, as they rode along, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, look, there's some water. Why can't I be baptized? Why can't I be baptized? You can, Philip answered, if you believe with all your heart. And the eunuch replied, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. In other words, he was saying, I believe that he's the Son. He's the Messiah. He's the Savior, and he will save me. I believe that he was the Son of God that took every sin on him, and it killed him, and he went into the grave. I believe that as the Son of God, God brought him back up to life. For me to be righteous again, the eunuch was saying, I believe. He ordered the carriage to stop. They went down into the water and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away and the eunuch never saw him again, but went on this way rejoicing. I recently heard a story about the people in Ethiopia. And they came in and were going to kill them if they didn't renounce Christ. <laughs> These believers in Ethiopia, they were going to kill them if they didn't say, if they didn't renounce Jesus as the Lord. And all of a sudden, these believers said, a long time ago, there was a eunuch that went up to Jerusalem. And on the way back, this is recently, this, was, this happened. On the way back, he met a man who told him about Jesus as the Lord and Savior. And he is our Lord and Savior. We believe that man. And now as a whole uh, nation of believers, today we still believe in Jesus as the Lord. And we will not deny him. <laughs> oh man, God is so good. He's so good. Right now, I just ask you to bow your head. Hey, there's water. What stops you from believing and being baptized today? Here's the goodness of God. He's not judging you. He's saving you. And even if you already know Him, he'll, he'll ramp that up if we'll open our lives to Him. He'll bring in more salvation, more saving in every area of our lives, our finances, our health, our, our mind, our social, our family. He will save you. Hey, look, there's water. 
what's holding you back from receiving him. The only thing that would hold you back is the fear that the devil has to keep you in that same place, that same place of bondage. Whereas Jesus is saying, if you'll take me by the hand, I'll give you freedom. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And the truth, when we walk it out, it will set you free. So right now today, if you're saying, Lord, I need you, I need you, just like Pastor Brian did a second ago when he hit his knees, I need you. I can't do this without you. I humble myself to you and I receive your freedom. I want to make Jesus my Lord. I want to renew that relationship. If that's you today, I just ask you to raise your hand and keep it up so I can see it. Raise your hand now. I need you. I need fresh right now today. I need new. I need Jesus to be my Lord. Keep them up so I can see them. Say, put them up now. If you're, if you're sitting there and God's, He's brought faith in your heart and you believe He can help me and I need His help. If that's you, raise your hand right now. Lord, I just... You can put your hand down for a second. Right now, Lord, I just pray everything that may hold something back by your authority in the name of Jesus, I bind fear and bondage over their lives. Loose the grip that you've had in people's lives now in Jesus' name. Let freedom come. Holy Spirit, help. Right now, if you're sitting there, listen, maybe you've known Jesus before. Keep your heads bowed. Maybe you've known Jesus before, but you walked away from him. You walked away from him. And you hadn't been serving him the way that you need to be serving him. You know it and you want to fix it this morning. Jesus is saying, I'll help you. I'll, I'll help you fix it. I will strengthen you and you can walk this thing out. If that's you right now, just raise your hand. I need your help and I need to fix this where I've messed it. Maybe right now you've been sitting there and life happened. All of a sudden life came in. Maybe there was a tragedy and it just got you off course. You were doing good, but it got you off course. And you just want Jesus to be your Lord. Just raise your hand. Lord, I want it fixed. I need to get back on course with you. Thank you, Father. Maybe you've never known him, but today's the day. I just ask you to raise your hand right now. Lord, I need to know you as my Savior and my Lord. Amen. Amen. Now look up here at me. I don't always do this, but I, I just ask you right now, if you raised your hand at all, at all, will you please stand right there and let us welcome you, give you glory to God. Amen. If you raised your hand. You're saying, Lord, I need your help. I need your help. And just keep standing, keep standing. And I just want to say, if there's anybody in this section right here, right now the Lord's dealing with you in your heart and you're saying, look, I need to stand. 
and, you're, and you might be fighting it, I just pray for strength right now. If you need to stand in this section, you know that you need it in this section. I just ask, stand now. You're going to find the place. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. You're going to find help. Anybody else, if you need, I need to stand. I know I do. I need to recommit. I need to make it fresh. I need to make it new. I need Jesus' help. Anybody else in this section, you need to stand. Amen. Is there anybody in this section, I need to stand. You're going to find everybody here is going to cheer you. Every single one of us needs to stand at some point, And probably multiple times. That's not a mark against you, it's a mark for you because of the humility of God. If you're in this section, or even, even any section, and you need to stand right now, I ask, stand up now. Let Jesus love on you. Stand up now. Is there anybody else I need to recommit and get that thing right? Yeah, glory to God. Just clap for him already. Just clap. Amen. Anybody else that needs to stand up? I ask you guys that are standing, come on down right now. Come right here with me. I know some of you may be new. Some of you may be a recommitment. But right now, come right here. Right here in front. Come right here. I just want to pray for you. And I want all of us, if you're sitting there and you're like, I need to go on down, I need to... I need to be there. You come on at any moment. At any moment, you can come on. If you feel like you need to be baptized, we're saying the same thing. You can go at any moment. See George in the back. He'll help you. Right now, I want us to pray. Today, everything changes. Today, everything changes. Today, everything changes. Amen. He loves you. It changes today. It changes today. It changes today. Thank you, Father. Now just look here at me, and I want you to say what I say, but look, I want you to mean it with your heart, okay? You get serious with God, He gets serious with you. The Word says this, He makes this promise. If you'll seek me with all your heart, you will find me. And so right now, Father, we all get serious. I want all of us to pray this prayer and just say, Father, right now, I make Jesus the Lord of my life. He's my Lord. He's my Savior. He saves me. He's the director of my life. He calls the shots and I'm obedient. I believe that He died for me and that He was brought back to life as He made me right. I'm no longer wrong in His sight. I'm right. And when he raised up Jesus, when he raised up Jesus, he raised me up too and seated me in heavenly places with him. Jesus baptized me with the Holy Ghost and fire. Help me to live for you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you pray that, I want you to know something right now. Today is a new day. Jesus is the Lord. Everything changes. Not only that, when He raised you up and seated Him with heavenly places, what is God's opinion and view of you today? 
You are a king and a queen. You are a child of God. You're different. Don't let the world tell you otherwise. You are seated with Him. You are the love of His life. Lord, I just ask right now for every person to be filled and overflowing. Blessing of God be in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Sukremity. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you, Father, for the power of God and the change in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Is there anybody out here, when you prayed that prayer today, I needed to pray that. Will you raise your hand? Even though you might not have come up here, you said, I needed to pray that today. Amen. Amen. I see those. Let me pray for you. It, it needed blessing of God be in Jesus' name. New things today. It's a new day in Jesus' name. Blessing be on her life. Yeah, blessing be today. Thank you, Father. Blessing of God be in the name of Jesus. Anybody else who wants me just to pray? Anybody else? I needed to pray that. I needed. Amen. Blessing of God be in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Anyone else? I needed to pray that today. It, it meant something. I needed it. Anyone else? Anyone else? Amen. Amen. Now today, if you prayed that and you needed that, or you prayed but you didn't even raise your hand yet, but you want to be baptized, anyone, look, there's water. It's about to happen right now. You can make your appeal to God. This, Lord, this life is changing. I'm going down the old way, but I'm coming up new in Jesus' name. I'm coming up new. If you want to be baptized today, all you got to do is let us know. We got plenty of clothes for everybody. And so we just invite you uh, if you'd like to. Uh, actually, Brooklyn, will y'all head right back there and see George? There you go. Good job. Will you head back there and see George as well? Y'all just head right. George, raise your hand. Amen. All right. And if you're already ready to be baptized, if you'll just step right in this door, we have somebody to help you. I'm going to go get changed, and then we're going to have that right now. Amen. Glory to God. All right. All right. Hang out for a minute. We're going to worship. If at any point you want to join them, you are welcome to. You are welcome to be baptized today.
ahead. awesome too and in it we make an appeal to him Lord we need you with everything that we have we just praise you and we love you Lord we thank you for your goodness and your mercy Lord thank you for lives made new we just praise you Father we just bless we do if you would like to be baptized today uh, just see them they'll help you out and uh, let's uh, have our first one amen hey buddy there you go. It feels good, doesn't it? Whoa. There you go. Look at there. Glory to God. Amen. So, we also have Dad here. And uh, so come on in here, Dad. Amen. We'll let you stand where I stand. There you go. All right. So, I think one of the most beautiful things that can happen is that a family... Uh, is plays a part in the baptism of their family. It's one of the most beautiful things ever. And so, uh, Mr. Shiloh, did I say Judah a while ago? All right, okay. Mr. Shiloh, this is Shiloh Bivens. Would you like to say anything? Why are you up here today? Well, because I wanted to get baptized. My brother had been baptized before, but I haven't been. And the Holy Spirit said, why well, I had the chance, go get baptized. Yes. Well, let me ask you a couple of questions. Have you made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life? Yes. Yes, you have. Amen. Do you believe that he died for you? Yes. And that he rose again? Yes. And when he rose, did you rise up with him fresh and new? Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. All right. I'm going to let you do it. And uh, you can go ahead and cross if you want. Wait a second. Wait a second. In the name. We baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, the name above every name, Jesus Christ, by the authority that God's given us, we baptize you. Hallelujah. Amen. Give my hand. Glory to God. There you go, buddy. There you go. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. That's awesome. Amen. Where's mom at? Did she get... She's back. All good. Did you get to see it? Amen. Come on up, Miss April. Let's have... Let's have Miss Dina come in first. Okay. Yeah. We got a slew of people being baptized. What an honor. And look, in our baptism, it's the first time we've been in here. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Miss Dina Collins. Amen. Amen. 
So what I'm once uh, you get baptized, then I'd like for you to help uh, with your daughter as well. Okay. All right. So, so is there anything that you'd like to say? No. All right. Dina, have you made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life? Is He the director? Yes. Yes. Do you believe that He took His sin, your sins, on Him, and that He went into the grave? They killed Him, but then God brought Him back to life. Yes. Amen. Yes. Glory to God. All right. We'll step right here. There you go. Okay. And just, you can cross if you want to. All right, good. By the authority that God's given us, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, the name above every name, Jesus Christ, we make our appeal today that this life is put down into the grave, the old woman and raised up fresh and new, and the Lord will help us. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, stay here. Stay here. Miss April. Oh, yeah. It's, it'll be good. Look at that. Were you scared of the water? Okay, we'll let. Yeah, look. This is awesome. Feel it. Here you go. It'll be. There we go. Say hello. Everybody give her a hand. There you go. See, you can stand up. You don't even have to swim in here. All right, there you go. So I'm going to let you just stand right there. Hey, Miss April, did you, did you give your life to Jesus? Here, stand right here. There you go. There you go. Did you give your life to Jesus? Is he your Lord? Yes. Amen. Do you believe that he died for you? And that he came back to life for you? And you wanted to be baptized, didn't you? You were excited about that until we got the water in here. And then all of a sudden. <laughs> all right. So, look. What happens when we get baptized? We say, Lord, I'm yours. Amen. Just pray it here. Here, let's just pray. Say, Jesus, Jesus you, are the Lord of my life. you are the Lord of my life. I believe that you died for me. I believe that you died for me. And rose again. And, rose again. and when you raised up. You raise me up with you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, by the authority that's given, there you go. You don't have to hold your breath yet, okay? By the authority given to me in the name of Jesus Christ, the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, the name above every name, Jesus Christ, we baptize you. Okay, you want to hold your nose? All right. In the name, Mom, you want to help me? All right, there you go. There you go. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. High five. That's awesome. You did so good. Love you guys. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, they almost work. <laughs> My sleeves, they were rolled up high to not get wet. Oh, well. Didn't work. Amen. All right. Come on down. <laughs> Good to see you, brother. I'm glad you chose to. Amen. Tell tell everybody your name. Chad Collins. Chad Collins. Amen. You've had a good week, hadn't you? I had a blessing. Yeah. The Lord, you weren't planning on doing this, but the Lord dealt with your heart, right? Yeah. Today? Amen. That's awesome, brother. You recommitted this week. You you've seen the blessing of God already start to come into your life, right? Amen. 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 Glory to God. Well, man, we just welcome you. 
Is Jesus Christ the Lord of your life? He is. Is he the director of your life? Yes, he Amen. is. Amen. Do you believe that he took your sins on him? Yes. And those sins killed him, but God brought him back from the dead. Do you believe that? Yes. Amen. Glory to God. And when he raised him up, he raised you up in Jesus' name. Amen. Today, everything is going to be new. Today, everything in your life, in your home, in your family, it's new in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. All right. Well, by the power invested in me, by heaven, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, the name above every name, Jesus Christ, we baptize you, Chad. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. Amen. We love you, man. Congratulations. Congratulations. Amen. Again, if there's anybody else you want to make Jesus your Lord or you have and you need to get baptized, just let them know. You still have time. George got his hand up there. Amen. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. We love you and he loves you. Yeah, thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Amen. Amen. Here, step right here. So this is Jeff Chapel. And have you made Jesus the Lord of your life? Yes, I have. From this point forward, he's the director. The director. He's, he calls the shots and you follow them. Yes, sir. Amen. Do you believe that he died for you? Yes, I do. And do you believe that he rose again? Yes, I That do. God brought him back to life, and when he brought him up, he raised you up. Is yes, that? I do. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ, by the authority that he's given me, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the name above every name, Jesus Christ, I declare Hallelujah. that this day is a new day yes. that every sin's being yes. washed away by our appeal humbly for your help, Father. In the name of Jesus, so be it, I baptize you. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Love you. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Hmm? Yeah. Miss Brooklyn. Amen. Amen. Here you go, baby. All right. Good job. Look, look, see mom, she got her phone. She <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Amen. Here you go. Turn this way. Tell everybody your name. Brooklyn. All right. Is it Brooklyn Cole? Is that correct? Brooklyn Henson. All right, I missed it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Miss Brooklyn Henson, you've had a good week too, haven't you? Are you glad we did this? Amen. That's so good. It, you know, I think you won a gift or two, but the best gift that you've gotten this week is Jesus. Amen? Amen. So, let me ask you this. Is Jesus Christ the Lord of your life? Amen. Does he call the shots? 
Yes, he, he's the director of your life from this day forward. Is he going to help you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can say yes, that's fine. Is he going to help you? Yes. yes, amen. Do you believe that he died for you? Yes. And do you believe that God brought him back to life? Amen. And when he brought him back to life, what happened to you? He brought me back. Yeah, that's right. He brought you back to life. And today, everything is going to be different. He's going to strengthen you and empower you and bless you. Amen. Amen. Well, in the name of the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit, the name, you can hold on, <laughs> the name above every name, Jesus Christ, we baptize you in a fresh new beginning, as a fresh new creation, in the name of Jesus. Lord, just bless her. Thank you, Father. We praise you for your blessing and protection on her. May your love protect her and guide her and strengthen her. In Jesus' name, amen. In the name of Jesus Christ, the name above every name, we baptize you. Okay, now you can take a breath. There you go. <laughs> Look at that. Awesome. Glory to God. That's awesome. Look, Mom. <laughs> Amen. You can open your eyes now. There you go. Amen. 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 All right. Is there anybody else? Okay, all right. Okay, tell uh, Johnny to come on up. Johnny, come on Amen. So we had, um, up until this point, we moved in this building last year, and we had a portable baptismal tank, uh, a.k.a. Uh, a treat... Uh, uh, feeder trough and uh, that we learned how to heat it up and uh, it worked wonderful actually a bunch of churches have used it as a portable baptismal and uh, we were so excited because we had a baptistry that we get to use for the first time since we've gotten here and uh, it's awesome man praise God for his provision so Johnny come on down here good to see you brother so I'd like for you really quickly just to tell you can I got the mic right there, but just tell everybody why you and your family are here. Um, actually, our daughter came and said she wanted to start going to church, and that's what brought us to Boomerang. And she decided she wanted to get baptized first, and then the Lord led it on myself and my wife to get baptized also. With Amen. Her. And do it as a family. What's God done since you've been here? Uh, a lot of abundance. Uh, a vehicle when we didn't think we were going to be able to get one. A uh, new job. A uh, new pay raise. And health. And a lot of peace. When peace. we needed it. Amen. God's come through, hasn't he? Yes, he has. Your whole family has been getting touched in huge ways. Yeah. Amen. God's such a good God. He wants to do those things. So uh, after you get baptized, I'd like for you to hang around to help uh, with your family. Amen. Okay. All right. So here, stand here. Johnny, have you made Jesus the Lord of your life? Yes. Do you believe that he died for you after he took on your sins and that God brought him back to life? 
And when he raised up Jesus, do you believe that he raised you up as well? Yes, Lord. Amen. Father, we just thank you. I just pray right now that as we baptize, that the blessing of God would fall on his home and on his family in every way. And we just praise you for your anointing and your peace to continue and to grow. Grace and peace be multiplied in their household. Lord, bring solutions. We praise you and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. By the authority given to me in heaven and on earth, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, the name above every name, Jesus Christ, we baptize you into a whole new day for you and your family in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. 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 Good stuff. All right, let's, let's have Miss Holly here. <laughs> Arabella's, their daughter says, told you I was going last. <laughs> you want to help her? Yes, it is. <laughs> there was a last step right there. <laughs> Amen. Would you like to say anything? No, amen. All right, so, Holly, have you made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life? Yes. Is he the director? Does he call the shots? Yes. Amen. Do you believe that he took his, your sin on him and that that sin put him in the grave and God brought him back to life? Yes. Amen. And when he brought him back to life, he brought you back to life and raised you and seated you in heavenly places. Amen? Amen. Amen. Glory to God. All right, so Johnny, let's have you on that side. And we'll just lay her back there. All right, let's step right there. There you go. Good, you'll just help. All right. By the authority that's given to me in heaven and earth, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the name above every name, Jesus Christ, we baptize you. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. All right, stay here. Stay here. This is awesome. Yeah. Uh, glory to God. It's warm, isn't it? I know. It feels awesome. Amen. So are you excited? You've been wanting to do this for how long now? Since we got in this building, I know. Yeah. So, Amen. So, this is Miss Arabella. Everybody give her a hand. Amen. But God is good. He's been changing your life, hasn't he? Amen. Listen, Arabella, is Jesus Christ the Lord of your life? Yes. Is he your Savior? Is he the director? Are, from this point forward, do you listen to what he tells you to do and not you? Amen. Mommy and Daddy, amen. Amen. <laughs> and then, all right. Do you believe that he died for you? And that when he raised up, he raised you up, right? You believe that God raised him from the dead? Amen. All right, so let's have you guys stand right here, Miss Holly. And y'all would just lay her back. I'll just put my hand on her head. So in, by the authority given to us, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the name above every name, Jesus Christ, we baptize you. Today is a new day and a new beginning in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Amen. <laughs> Love you guys. That's awesome. Amen. <laughs>
Y'all couldn't see it, but she went swimming over there. <laughs> All right. Amen. Oh, all right. We got people coming from everywhere. <laughs> Amen. Amen. There you go. Yeah. Amen. You can just stand here. This is different. Then yeah. You got baptized in the horse trough. <laughs> the, oh, did it? Was it the YMCA? Okay, yeah. Before we had that then. Glory to God. But during that period of time, you had a period of time where you just, after that, that you just kind of didn't go after him. But then, man, God got a hold of you, and everything changed. And uh, he's been doing great stuff in Justin's life. And uh, this is Justin Beard. And uh, he said, I want to be baptized today. I want to mark it as a new day in my life. And so glory to God. I'm excited about that. Do you have anything to say? Uh, I, I no. <laughs> okay. All right. Is Jesus Christ the Lord of your life? Yes. Yes. Amen. Do you believe that he took his sin on him, your sin on him, and that that sin killed him, and you believe that God brought him back to life? Yes. Yeah. And when he brought him back to life and raised him up, he raised you up and seated you in heavenly places. Yes. Amen. Glory to God. Father, I just pray for blessings from this day forward that he will never be the same, that your glory and your anointing will be on his life. Father, we just thank you for the blessing of God. Blessing, be fruitful and multiply in Justin's life. Lord, let your Holy Spirit empower him, help him, teach him, grow him, and strengthen him to live in every way that you've called him to live. In the name of Jesus. Amen. So be it. This day is a new day from this day forward. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, who's given us authority and the name above every name, Jesus Christ, we baptize you. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you. A new day. Amen. Is there anybody 